2: Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
3: Well, hello there, everybody. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. Welcome back to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We had a rare week off this past weekend. But we are back, and it is time for some matchmaking coming out of UFC Vegas 37 this past Saturday night at the Apex. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening to the program this week. And joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and most importantly, he's my best friend. And you know what? He's your best friend, too. Mr. Alex Kaylee. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? So many fights, Michael.
4: Oh my goodness, my best friend! So many fights. Uh, you know, always a pleasure to to cover and watch these fights with yourself and the rest of the MMA fighting crew. It definitely makes everything go down a lot easier. But man, I'll say by the end of uh, by the end of Saturday night, I was actually even by the middle. I'll say by the middle, maybe by <laughs> near the end of the UFC prelims, I started to gas out a little bit. Definitely caught a second win with the main card, and then it, a little bit. I may have started to wane a little bit uh, before. I mean, I was kind of interested in the Bennett Lara fight. Anyway, it was a, it was a, it was a long night of fights. For any of our listeners, again, and, and readers and stuff. I mean, I know you guys are like, oh, it's you know, you're covering fights. It's great. It's like when you have to cover everything. When we're like on from the first UFC prelim to the last Bellator main card fight, and then doing a post fight show. It's a long day. It's a
3: long day. It's a great day, but it's a long day. I want to give a big shout out to Big Tuna because he was Mr. Second Wind. On Saturday night, because yes. after the UFC event, I'm like, all right, it's over. And then I'm like, oh man, we got a Bellator card too. And then Big Tuna started it off with that big upset. And, you know, just as things are starting to go down a little bit, Neiman Gracie decided to be Chuck Norris. And off we went to the main event. And yeah, I mean, we're not complaining. It was just, it was just a lot of fights.
4: Deanna Bennett made us feel things. She made it's us true. feel emotions. It was a, it, it was, it was an enjoyable night of fights and uh, and uh, I'm I I, I I now that I can look back on it, now that we have this show to sort of reflect on it, Mike, I think I'll be I'll be i enjoy it even more. I'll tell you something though. I don't I don't love my picks this week. <laughs> you
3: don't my picks I
4: just I don't know why. I'm just I j finished them I mean I finished them a while ago and I'm just looking back at them now as we as we do the show. I don't know. They're they're missing a certain
3: chutzpah, but uh, you know I'll let the will let the listeners decide. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough thing about fight night cards. It's you got the main event. Sometimes you have the co-main event, and the rest are just kind of like throw a dart and see what happens. But I think everyone sort of did the best they could. And and let's get right into this thing. Let us begin with the main event of Saturday's UFC Vegas 37 card in the light heavyweight division. Anthony Smith told the haters, "You know what? Don't put my place on the market." I'm not going anywhere. In fact, I'm buying the place in cash money. Extended stay, AK. He goes out there and destroys Ryan Span, Submits him in the first round. He hurts him on the feet. He hurts him on the ground. And then puts Ryan Span away. Again, AK, these main event winners, they're doing our jobs for us. He calls out Alexander Rakic. Rakic is down 4-2. Seems like... This is the simplest and easy way to go for some free yet very valuable Otno points, isn't it? You would think so, Mike. Uh, this is,
4: of course, the pick I'm going with as well. Yeah, I thought the call out made sense. I think there's been enough distance from their from their uh, first fight that I'm okay with seeing them run it back again. I know the first fight wasn't particularly exciting or that competitive, but again. Uh, I, I think a second fight would go differently. Maybe I'm just naive, and there are, there are other options. But I'll tell you again, just to give a little teaser for our listener picks, a lot of people went away from the Rackage pick actually. So um, I, I I'm with Smith. I'm with the matchmakers, who I imagine right now are already filing the paperwork to to put this rematch together. Uh, but it apparently was not the like not the vast consensus option.
3: Interesting. I have not looked at the the DMs yet, so mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see what they come up with because I feel like we kind of get two different sides of the spectrums, in, in like our DMs, like you get a certain wave, I get a certain wave. So it'll be interesting to see if Team Heck and Team Lee are. On different sides of, I get the weirdos. Just, <laughs> yeah,
4: but my, the guy, the, the people in my DMs are freaks. Just, just <laughs> who I love.
3: But I'm, I'm with the Rakic sh- rematch. I think it makes yeah. a lot of sense. I think Anthony Switz in a much different place than he was heading into that first fight. So yeah, I'm down for it. The listeners may not agree, but I'm in. You seem to be in as well. And in the co-main event, Devin Clark, rocking the mustache, looking like the center fielder for the 1986 Boston Red Sox, taking on the Absolute wild man, Iwan Kutalaba. He's got the shaved head and the full beard looking absolutely terrifying. And Kutalaba looked really good. He dominated the fight. I thought he won 30-26 easily, but somehow two judges gave the third to Devin Clark, which makes absolutely no sense. But the Hulk is back in the wind column. And you know what, I'm going to make this nice and easy. A fight with Alonzo Menafield would be insane. That's what I'm going with. Who is going to frown about that fight?
4: yeah great matchup it's it's funny you mentioned that. we thought that might be the fishiest scoring of the night uh until uh until phil, phil davis romero later later in the evening um which again thankfully the right person won but i think everyone knows what i'm talking about one judge uh jaron Villal going just going rogue and uh scoring scoring that fight for you all romero somehow uh i like the metafield suggestion i saw that come up I'm, I'm into it but i went a different way i i kind of um i kind of think that he's the right guy for uh, ryan Spann right now you know uh we didn't match up Span this time because uh, it's not like a pay-per-view event, it's not a championship fight, so we're not really obligated uh, by no rules to match uh, to give Superman a matchup. But I think I'm still really high on Span. I think we did see how far ahead Anthony Smith is compared to him today, and and I kind of had underestimated how how, how far that gap was. I picked Span to win as one of the few people doing that, uh, very incorrect. Uh, so I think Kudlaba is still a tough guy and. Uh, still a good test for him so I want to see where he is because I still think he's I still think spans a potential top 15 guy he just did not perform that way on uh, Saturday and uh, I think Kytalapa, I think that you can just throw these two together
3: yeah that that was kind of my second option I'm cool with that I think if you want to see if you are a top 15 guy or at least close to it you go out there and you fight that wild man it kind of gives you a good glimpse on where the direction of your career is going to go and I thought Ryan Spann, and I want to get your take on, on this real quick. Mm-hmm. I thought the way Ryan Spann approached this fight was kind of surprising. He's very quiet. He's very to himself. He doesn't do a ton of media. He was just, I don't know. It's it, I don't know if he needed that to like hype himself up, if, if the nerves were just too much, but it just wasn't the Ryan Span that we've been accustomed to seeing over the last several years, especially in the UFC. What were, what were sort of your thoughts? And this obviously led to... The extracurricular activities after the fight anthony smith mm-hmm. just was was angry heading into the fight and he just sort of remembered some of the things ryan span was saying that ryan he was asking why ryan span was so angry and saying things he was saying what were your thoughts on span's approach to his first main event
4: yeah this is a this is a learning experience for span who i know i know is a is a veteran at this point in his career he's not a prospect he's far very very far along he's in the middle really of his career uh, I, I won't say close down. He's in the middle, you know, uh, almost 30 pro fights. He's 30 years old. I think he's 30. Yep. Uh, so obviously, so again, but you can, st- I, you, you're still, this is a pivotal point, I think, in an MMA veteran's career where we find out, can you still learn? Can you still grow? Or are you who you are? And this is your ceiling. You're You're a, a outside the top 15 guy. You will occasionally be thrown in with against top 15 guys, uh, maybe even occasionally main eventing a fight night, but you're not a contender. Uh, I'm not putting span in that box yet again i still think he has a, a lot of potential um again 30 is you know is, is young he is a bit older in mma age um but yeah i do think he was caught up in ha- this being his first main event his first uh, fight against a former world title challenger a top 10 guy i think pretty much unanimous top 10 light heavyweight um yeah and i think he felt he might have needed to be a certain way and say certain things and uh you know anthony smith really laughed about it prior to the fight and he, he was probably spot on there's a reason he's a he's a he's used as an analyst on tv he's very good at assessing situations and he pretty much no sold everything uh ryan Spann had to say before the fight so that the mental game may have been won by anthony smith before fight night rolled around and then you add in the fact that he is a more experienced and clearly
3: more skilled guy and it should have been. It was an easy pick for everyone except me, apparently, Mike. <laughs> and with a massive chip on his shoulder, and I kind of hope that chip sticks around because I like sort of the, the salty Lionheart, Anthony Smith. But let's move to Ariane Lipsky, AK. She goes out and gets a much-needed win. She spoils the Octagon debut of super prospect Manny Boehm. She wins a unanimous decision. She looked pretty darn good in the fight, and she did what she needed to do, man. What, what would you like to see next for the Queen of Islands?
4: Yeah, I think uh, it was a good win against Mandy Baum. I, I don't think it answered a lot of questions some people might have about Lipsky's like takedown defense and uh, and wrestling and, and what have you, but she needed this one. Uh, she's with American Top Team now. She was very vocal about that, how important that move was for her. And she's only 27 years old. I think people forget this. She, she was a champion in KSW, so she kind of came over with a name and a big reputation. Um and she is experienced, but she's got the kind of she has like good experience and she's still young. She's still growing and developing. So I, I'm will, I'm willing to to kind of match her up with still someone young. I don't want to like say oh well this puts her back against you know in, in against in the top D in range. No, I I thought Sabina Mazo and uh, Maria Agapova are fighting on October 9th. That's the way I'd like to go. I think Mazo probably the more logical matchup. Um and I would pick Mazo to win to win on October 9th as well but uh, agapa if she pulls off the upset and she beats Mazo I, I think that'd be fine for Lipsky as well so I'm, I'm sticking with uh kind of seeing where these where these women are uh developmentally uh, I don't I don't know how far ahead Lipsky is but um she's in that you know she's in that range where she could be a contender really be a contender maybe next year
3: yeah I mean th- this is kind of an interesting one because if you look at the schedule and I feel like after a performance like that getting back in the wind calm Ride that wave. Ride that wave with so many cards and so many opportunities to get in there. Try to get back in there before the end of the year. And if you look at the schedule right now, there's not a whole lot available. So I think J.J. Aldrich is a suitable matchup for her. I mean, Aldrich has has looked pretty good as of late. Seems like a a fair step up, not too much. If not, you want to throw her in there with someone like Jeon Kim? That's a fun fight. That would suffice. But uh, for Otno Point's perspective... I'll go with Aldrich as as my top
4: choice. Why are you you trying to take away my Aldrich-Cortez dream matchup? I've been (laughs) booking this fight for... I was already been denied this fight once. I've been booking this fight for months. I want that to be rebooked. You leave J.J. Aldrich out of this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I want to see Tracy Cortez fight Aaron Blanchfield in a rematch. I think that's like the fight to make. I don't know if that's your wildcard pick, but I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, It is
4: not. It is not.
3: A man who needed a performance like he had uh, over a minus 800 favorite... Arman Sarukian, one of the newest members of the UFC's top 15. I have a feeling he's going to jump up a spot or two come Tuesday. This is a guy, AK, who has been a highly touted prospect for a while now. But one thing that was eluding him thus far in the UFC was a big finish. He's been winning dominant decisions. The UFC brass, the matchmakers seem to. Want to see that big finish before getting that step up in competition. He certainly got himself that on Saturday. He battered Christos Iagos. Stopped him in the first. He should definitely get a top 15 guy next. And you know what? I'm going to give him a top 10 guy next, AK. I like the idea of Armand Sarukian fighting Gregor Gillespie. That is a crazy fight waiting to happen. That would be a super interesting fight. That is my choice. What say you?
4: Yeah, I like that. That was my first choice. uh, Before... I. uh, I'll, I'll say for all no points, that was not my first choice. I, I did. I did eventually shift over to something else. But I will say, first of all, hats off to the UFC matchmakers for the, the Giagos matchup. This is exactly the kind of guy you want to match up with. A, 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 I find it weird to say prospect because he's, he's fought 19 times, but he is only 24 years old. I'm, I'll still call Armin a, a prospect. And he's been fighting for like less than seven or eight years. So um, this is exactly the kind of he's he's a tough fighter, versatile fighter. Uh, speaking of Giagos uh has experience um not such a to be fair to be fair a talented guy that that uh that he would he could overwhelm surikin surikin again definitely has the advantage in just talent and athleticism uh which we saw and it was amazing to see what you want to see in a young fighter guy who is so confident in one skill in his wrestling that he can always go to it uh but he because he's so confident that he can try and dabble in other things and we saw a lot of his stand up and which you know where he, he ended up getting a tko first round tko his first ufc finish so uh great 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 matchmaking i, got, I have to praise the uh the ufc um I, I i like the hooker feud he's kind of working on so i went with um i guess we still don't know for sure if this fight is happening the dan hooker nazarat Hawk paris fight uh ufc 266 september 25th there's uh next week there's visa issues that Hooker needs to sort out. uh, So there's a chance this fight doesn't happen. If it does, I think the winner of that fight would be great for uh, us And even if, and if it doesn't, and he wants to try and wait to fight Dan Hooker on another date, that might also work out. I'm in, I'm I'm in on the Dan Hooker thing. Like I love the Gillespie matchup, but I'll go for, for my Otno no official pick, uh, some variation of Dan Hooker uh, and possibly Hawk Prost.
3: Yeah. I, 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 if they can make the Hooker fight happen, great. If for some reason Hooker can't make it to Vegas, maybe he can make it Abu Dhabi. They can try to book that fight in October. If Saruqian wants to turn around and, and fight again in a month and a half's time, which after fighting for two minutes or so, I think mm-hmm. he'd be probably down for that. So, yeah, I mean, if they could do it, great. If they could do that in October, great. I mean, I want to see Dan Hooker fight Hackbrass. Uh, I'd like to see him fight next Saturday. But if you can't do it and you want to turn... Hooker around quick. I'm sure Hackbarth, you can find an opponent that's out there in Vegas right now. Get him in there, get him get him on the card, get him a paycheck. Um yeah, Hooker or or Gillespie's fine with me. Uh but I just I, I don't know, the the mayhem with Gregor would just be a lot of fun. I think the trash talk would be better with Dan, but uh the actual just the matchup itself and just the the dust flying around. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. But scrambles galore.
0: The scrambles. Oh <laughs> so many scrambles. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vox MMA. That's code Vox MMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet. Up to fifteen hundred bucks if your first bet doesn't hit.
3: A.K. Amazing. This guy just loves to dig deep. He was seconds away from getting stopped by Tony Gravely, saved by the bell in the first. In the second, he comes out and puts Gravely away with strikes. This guy is an absolute gamer and picks up his fourth straight win. He's 3-0 in the UFC. This guy is flying under the radar. He's slowly starting to make a name for himself after a win like that. A lot of people are talking about him now. What makes sense for Mr. Manus after Saturday?
4: I want to give him a guy who I have ranked ahead of him, who I feel is a bit underrated, uh, maybe because he doesn't fight often enough. Kyung Ho Kang. I think Kyung Ho Kang would be a really good matchup for him right now. By the way, so Mainus looked amazing. Uh, I had Gravely. I picked Gravely because I I thought Gravely um, looks, you know, I have him pegged as like a kind of a dark horse contender. Clearly, Manus is as well. Uh, I guess I, I just thought Gravely had the better level of competition, so I was leaning towards towards Gravely. But, uh, but Manus, again, another guy who you could see two, three wins away from being in that title picture, uh, competing for it. Uh, I have him in my right. This is how deep bantam uh, bantamweight is. I have him outside the top 30, Nate Manus, right now. But and and I'll be like, what are you? Are you crazy? He's he's undefeated in the UFC, 14 and one. But I have him behind guys like Jack Shore. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, Brian Kelleher, Montel Jackson, who also fought. Uh, Maybe people would put him above Montel Jackson. I'm not sure. I wouldn't yet. And and again, Kyung Ho Kang. So that's just an example. And then, uh, you know, any other names, I'm sure, that are popping into people's minds. That's how deep this division is. So, again, he's one or two wins away from flying up the charts. But, man, it is... You really need the right matchups to move up in this division. It is so tough. So I'll, I'll go with Kang. And even that, in my rankings, would only move him up into the top 30, maybe the top 25. So... Great performance, though.
3: There was one answer for me for whoever won that fight. And you actually mentioned this person's name when running down guys that were ranked above Mr. Manus. It's our old friend Brian Kelleher. Uh, Manus versus Boom Kelleher is the fight to make. If we can squeeze that in to the MSG festivities in November somewhere, that would be absolutely perfect. If not... Sometime before the end of the year works for me, but I have to see that fight. I got to see Manus versus Boom because Boom isn't going to shy away. If that fight gets to the ground, things will get really interesting. I like that matchup. That screams just... It just screams fun, AK. I,
4: I haven't checked Kelleher's... I haven't checked Boom Boom's uh, Twitter. Uh, boom Boom Boom's uh, Twitter. And uh, it would be great. I just hope he wouldn't do a rap. Uh, not because he's not a great rapper, but just because I'm, I'm sure he'd have some creative uh methods of including nate manis's name let's just put it that way so (laughs) so should this match be made brian keller please do not go in too hard on uh, nate manis when you're dropping bars on him yes
3: i I know he wants that sean o'malley fight i I just don't think it's going to happen at this point even though that makes a lot of sense but you you know as ricky simone just got booked so we'll see what we do with the sugar show in december as we head to Joaquin Buckley, aka, who in my opinion was around two and a half minutes away from losing his second straight fight against Antonio Ahoyo, but that power is dangerous at any point in any fight, and he showed it. He puts Ahoyo away. I was so I was feeling good. My picks were pretty horrible. I think I was probably <laughs> last place on the staff. I took a lot of chances, <laughs> took a lot of dogs, and I thought Ahoyo stylistically. Was a, a Buckley's a really good styles matchup for him, but and, and it showed, but he got caught, and now he's probably out of the UFC as a result. And and That's listen, crazy. Joaquin Buckley must watch TV. One of the greatest knockouts of all time, so powerful, but you gotta be careful with how you book this guy. Like I, I know. A year or so ago, a little less than a year ago, everyone wanted the James Krause fight. That fight is so far off the table now. You just can't do it because I I just don't see any chance Buckley wins that fight. He should fight ahead of him, but against someone who will test him, yet have a chance at beating him, but a guy who would, he'd be able to have the chance to to showcase what he does best. So I'm going to go with a man who is not only a fighter, but he's a Houston police officer as well. Trevin Giles, AK. That one checks off all the boxes for me. I think that's a fun fight. I think Giles will test him in different ways. He's a, he's got a pretty decent fight IQ when his mind is right. I think that's an interesting matchup. What, what do you think? Buckley, you could throw him in all different scenarios and and most of them make sense.
4: What a what a safe, boring but AK Lee style pick. What are who are you? Me? <laughs> Trevin Giles. That's something I would do. Uh, No, I I thought we would have I was going to do a whole bit here where I thought we would have the exact same answer for sure, um, because I called for this guy to fight the winner of Buckley Ahoyo back in August. I got to go. It's got to be Abdul Razak Hassan, right? I mean, this is two of the most mercurial, explosive guys, trick or treat fighters it, we could end i don't know we could end up getting the the uh, middleweight version of derek lewis and francis and ganu i don't know i don't think so i think someone would end up getting smoked um but it is you know when you put that that, that dangerous it, sometimes you have the opposite effect and they just are super cautious but oh man no i gotta go i do doing just give me just give me if not that uh puna I, I don't care about rankings i don't care about moving buckley up uh i just want fights where he's only fighting stand-up guys and someone's getting their their teeth punched in that is uh that's it. That's So Al Hassan for me.
3: I thought about that one. It, it seemed like such an obvious pick. Of course you pick. did. Yeah, of course I, mean, it is. I think we all did. I, I'm sure <laughs> when I look at the DMs, there's going to be a million people asking for that yep. fight. I don't like Buckley's chances in that fight. I really don't. Al Hassan is just such an animal. And it's not not saying Buckley isn't. I mean, if Buckley can drag the fight deep, he's got a chance to win. But if we're going fire for fire, Al Hassan is, is a bad man. So I would love to see mm. that f- that fight at some point, I don't know if I want to see it like right the second. Let them get another win each and then, then throw them in there together. But, yeah, if they make it, I'm buckling up and I'm watching. And we're going to talk about it on preview shows and between the links and, and all the shows. because
4: You're, you're buckling fight. it up? You're buckling it up, would you? <laughs> yes.
3: Buckling so up. No, that's really good. On a Sunday no, after 14 of hours of fights, it's pretty good, man. Well, you know. Well, let us move ahead to the wild card round. <laughs> We're not gonna choose one fighter each that we have not match made for yet. We're gonna do it now. So, A.K. I'm gonna. I have a feeling I know which fighter you're going with. I could be wrong, but lead us wrong. off, my man. What, no, what is your why, wild card? Pick? I know. I know
4: you. You think I'm gonna pick Aaron Blanchfield? Yes, I do. No, no, no. Uh, the thing with Aaron Blanchfield is I'm super pumped for her uh, prospects. I just think she's in a range where it's a it's. Uh, picking a specific opponent for her doesn't make a lot of sense to me right now. So I think just going a bunch of different directions, just give her, just keep her busy. Um, so I, I don't have a specific opponent for her. I just want to see her fight again and hope she stays healthy and, and, and yeah, stays busy and just you know builds that resume. She's still really young. Again, I know top prospect. We were all extremely effusive in our praise of her on the uh, uh, on the post fight show and uh, social media. Everyone was just like, you know, this could be a future champion someday gotta pump the brakes a little i agree she'll at least contend i'll be shocked if she never fights for a ufc title but that's way down the road i'm talking 2023 so a lot of possibilities in between uh now and then uh so no i wanted to figure out what do we do with raquel pennington she has fought everyone in the top 10 pretty much um i, I had to go the rematch route i do think uh for her i would like to see her fight i think Adina aldana again um Especially if uh, Pennington, I don't. Again, they said she was dealing with some health problems, unfortunately leading to this fight. So I can't imagine her wanting to make too quick a turnaround. But if she did want to fight on UFC 268, that slot is now open. Aldana was supposed to fight uh, Jermaine uh, Deran Dami. So uh, I would, I would really like to see that rematch. First fight was entertaining, more entertaining than most Raquel Pennington fights, and it was close. I don't remember the decision. I wouldn't call it a robbery, but it was close enough that if you scored it for uh, Aldana. It wasn't like crazy. It was like, okay, you could you could make an argument. You can make an argument. Aldana won that fight, so yeah. Let let l- give me give me that one again. Um, I think uh, I think Pennington is. I mean, she's just probably not going to get a title shot, but I do think Aldana needs one more big win, and I think beating Pennington again would be great. Um, but Aldana did miss weight for her last fight too, so that's a bit of a this is almost like a bit of a slap on the wrist for me. Um, saying, well, you do you do deserve a big fight, but maybe one you've already had. Uh, and and it's a chance for her to get a win, you know, potentially get this get this win back. So, I think that's the way to go. If not at USC 268, then you you know you move Aldana off that card and you book it sometime later.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. You know where I'm going with this, AK. You know where I'm going with this. I'm going with Montel Quick Jackson. And first off, the tip of the old cap. I, I don't have a hat on now, but I'm gonna put one on. Do it. And I'm tipping it right now yeah. to JP Bays. I
4: can, com- I can confirm that he, just, he did just do that. This is not radio magic. It's you true. did actually. Yeah, I'm
3: looking at you right now. It wasn't planned. I just looked and it just happened to have a hat to the right of me on the command center It's a Boston
4: Red Sox hat. You Shocker. Legally, I, I, as someone in messages, I know you legally have to have one of those within arm's reach at all times. So <laughs> can confirm this is true.
3: Hat tip to JP Bays. The man is a gamer. He had some moments early. Jackson stayed composed as he typically does. He's composed all the time. Just listen to the man in any interview. He just, it's the same demeanor all the time. And then he just blasts his way to a unanimous decision win, breaking a bantamweight record, four knockdowns in the fight. I kind of thought the fight should have been stopped after the fourth knockdown. Like, enough is enough. Let it go. JP Bay's still super tough. But Montel Jackson, I've been saying this for years, he's a problem. Since he was on the regional scene, I said this guy could fight for a UFC title. The potential is there, and he's only going to get better. I'm ready to see a step up in competition. I want to see him face somebody just outside of the top 15. My wildcard pick is Montel Jackson versus Cody Stamen, AK. Let's give him that fight. Ooh. I want to see if he could take that next step forward. I'm sure he learned a lot from the Brett Johns fight. Cody's a tough out. I think Montel is that good. I think he's that good. And if his mind is right, if he can get himself where he needs to be mentally, I think he could beat Cody Stamen. I think he could beat a lot of guys in the top 15, but it's it's on him. It's on him. He didn't show up for the Brett Johns fight. Brett, no take i I'm not taking anything away from Brett. He had a great performance. He shut Montel down, but you could tell Montel maybe the moment was a little too much for him. We gotta get him to a point where he's gotta take these moments and see what he can do with them. I think now is the time. Let's get him in there with a guy like Cody Stamen, a guy with a name, guy who's been in the top ten, and let's just see what happens.
4: That's perfect. That that's some Saruki on Kiago's level uh matchmaking, Mike. I, I uh that's where Steeman is you know and this is Steeman again is a guy who could end up he's one of those guys who's going to surprise us one day when we see like he has like 20 UFC fights and yeah maybe has never been a, not a top 10 guy but just a super tough test for everyone who wants to break into that top 15 that top 20 that top 10 so he he's really well rounded great cardio a really good wrestler Um, yeah and I, and I think Montel Jackson would be favored in that fight but it would not be an easy fight by any stretch so uh, exqui- my best friend exquisite wild card pick
3: Thank you. Yours is very good as well. Well, thank you. Yes, yours is very good. And next time you see Montel Jackson, like a photo of him, just look at the build, but look at the size of his fists. <laughs> it's insane. It's nuts. He's got like Brock Lesnar hands. You could tell in this fight. I'll say, I mean, he throws the hands pretty
4: quickly, but you could see, you know, when you saw the slow motion replays, you're like, man, this guy, <laughs> those hands are, are, are boulders.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, do we have any check the tapes or do we? Oh, yeah, I'm sure we got a bunch. We've we've had we've been off for almost two weeks here.
4: Yes. Uh, well, we don't have that many, but we have some good. We have one really good one from MMA heads, a fellow clearly a fellow contender series junkie like yourself. Uh, I believe MMA has has been sending me uh, contender series matchups after, after both. There's been uh, two cards, right? Two contender series cards this season. Uh,
3: three? three.
4: Three. I believe MMA has. They've been sending me a uh, matchups every time. They nailed one. Uh, Oday Osborne and CJ Vergara uh, UC 268 November 6th so big I mean you know we don't give more than one point but this is a you know MMA heads you can take pride in this point Uh, this is a a good one Uh, uh, nailing a contender series debut matchup so well done and to the listeners a bunch of people uh, messaged me specifically wanting points for these so guys you're gonna have to share these these are shared points Uh, Adrian Yanez versus David Grant November 20th and Brendan Allen versus Brad Tavares December 4th so well done a, a mild applause for everyone use those points wisely uh I've, I've 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 been told mike that um you know people are using these points to invest in like nfts and like <laughs> cryptocurrency and i would just say you know if you know what you're doing i'm not going to judge if you know what you're doing have at it but please uh i know these points it seems like you know they're they're insanely valuable they're like anything they're 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 volatile you know these can be these points can be a little volatile mike so i just feel please uh so i would say just save them and invest them uh, for, your, for your children
3: yes the, the, that's a good way to look at it the interest on these babies are, are huge i would just oh. put them put them in the savings account and just just, <laughs> just let them go by like two weeks from now you, m- you might get t- it might turn into two uh, odd no points <laughs> i mean they're that, they're that value. <laughs> and by the way no one took me up on the offer to uh to do the stand the uh Check the tapes. Oh, I didn't tell
4: you someone did. Oh. They did? Are you kidding me? Oh, Gosh! And I told them so many times. I'm sorry. I need to find their. Uh, I'll find the name by the end of the show. I told them so many times. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, loctagon, at loctagon 69 <laughs> And I, and by the way, I'm not saying this to make them do it. I'm. I still. I'm still saying, uh, who, sir or madam, whoever you are, do you do not have to do this. Uh, but they're they're very excited about the prospect of uh. Doing they said they said I, they, I said they said i want no prize or even mike's pity shout out i just want to add something to the show as a fan since the beginning and i said oh god no don't do the odd no points thing and they said it's too late i've already started so that was uh, a couple of weeks ago now and uh hopefully this person is still okay and hasn't gone too far down this well
3: yeah, that's a lot of episodes to go back to. I don't, I don't even remember when we started introducing the Otno points, but it's, it's been a while. So you got some. Don't do this. Take, take, take a vacation and just spend the whole week <laughs> listening to old. Uh, On to the next one shows. Uh,
4: Please sh- don't do this. Sh-
3: sh- do, we don't have like a mic check or anything, do we?
4: No, no, we don't. Uh, no, we, you've, been, we, we've, been, you've been pretty good, I think, as far as not calling people out. But now that you mentioned it, now I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna come. It's probably after two sixty six. Probably
3: after the next pay per view. Oh, yeah. It's a- after the pay per view. when people are, are really fiery.
5: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better.
3: Uh, let's go, let's go to the peeps then. let's go to the peeps. Yeah. Uh, disclaim Stand, disclaim away sure. okay standard disclaimer uh, guys we're
4: tr- usually trying to focus on winners. Uh, category rule uh, you know extra attention to you guys who so managed to get those like those uh, uh, unique picks that no one else thought of. Uh, fighters could already book this keeps happening people, please go to topology if you if you're thinking of a fight, I know this takes time. go to topology and see if any fights are even rumored to be booked. It's on the fighters pages all the time. this keeps happening. And I'm not mentioning it. If, it fights, if a fighter's in been booked and you've mentioned them, I'm not mentioning your pick. Uh, other mistakes, wrong weight class. These guys fought already recently. Uh, someone's injured, released, etc. cetera. Um, and then I'll just go, your pick. It might just be doo-doo. And then we don't want to read it. So those are the rules, guys.
3: There you go. Dis- disclaimed. You've been disclaimed. disclaimed. You've been disclaimed. Yeah. So I'm going to start with, this is the first one I opened. And I'm already, I don't know if flabbergasted is the right word. But my eyes are open. My eyes are wide, AK. Okay. Otto Marley kicks things off. I believe this is his first ever actual selection. He's talked about the show and uh, thrown out different suggestions in the past, but this is his first actual like, post-fight matchmaking. All right, Welcome, Otto. Otto suggests that the young man, Tafan Enchukwi, who got a win over Mike Rodriguez, a very dominant win, mm-hmm. he is suggesting that Tafan and Chukwi and i believe his seventh or eighth professional fight should take on former ufc light heavyweight championship challenger dominic reyes i'm
4: making a face i'm making the what's the emoji it's like that it's like kind of it's like a cringe i'm not crying i'm not cringing it's like a wincing wincing frowning emoji face right now <laughs> it's alright I, mean, I don't know how to describe it I think I'm the most best way to explain these things so, um, I think that's accurate my reaction
3: yeah it's this is a very surprising one I will tell you what if I told that suggestion to Casey Lydon he'd probably love it because Casey that tells see you really the, everything
4: yeah <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the quality <laughs> of that pick no I'm kidding I'm, kid- I'm kidding I I to say ought no Otto Casey I, I respect your opinions very much
3: uh, Keegan Elliott. Hey, Mike. Set up Sarukian versus Gillespie next. I think after that impressive performance by Arman, and then he said let Lionheart avenge his loss to Rakic. Uh, Brandon Nunez says Montel Jackson versus Sean O'Malley. If I'm Sean O'Malley, I'm not going anywhere near nah. that fight. Nah, <laughs> nah. Uh, he likes Tafan and versus Khalil Roundtree. Oh, this is Brandon Nunez by yeah. the way. My apologies. That that mm-hmm. that seems like a fine fight. Uh, he likes Buckley versus Alasan. He likes Sarukian versus Grant Dawson I saw in that October. Well. Since Fajeda is injured now, from what I understand, and this is not official, uh, the plan is although I think Dawson would take that fight, even though it's super dangerous because it's against the top fifteen guy. From what I understand, the plan would be to try to rebook Dawson versus Fajeda in like November or December. Yeah. But and that makes sense. I mean, if, if I think if they offered Sarukian to Dawson, I think Dawson would take it
4: yeah, but I think the the Faheta booking made a lot of sense because obviously that's a guy who's ranked ahead of Dawson. so it's a lo- it's a it's a medium risk high reward fight for Dawson while this is also a medium to high risk fight, lesser reward. though I guess he could derail another guy's hype train if, if people want to sell it that way. but I, if I'm Dawson's team, definitely the first choice is the fahedare booking.
3: Yeah, if I'm Dawson Steam and I get the Count offer, I'm wanting a new contract first, with some extra <laughs> yeah. dollars. That's that's for sure. is uh, also, Brandon Nunez also suggested Ryan Spann versus the winner of Jamal Hill versus Jimmy Crute. No mm-hmm. issue with that. Uh, he also suggests Anthony Smith versus Rakic, or if that fight doesn't come to fruition, Yuri Prohashka.
4: Yeah, I know a lot of people want to see. Uh, sorry, uh, Anthony Smith, Yuri, right? Yeah, I know a lot of people want to see this, uh, but I also saw it, people suggesting like they know Yuri's the backup for the uh, upcoming light heavyweight title fight. So I think they're kind of just hoping he waits, right? I think they're hoping either, you know, uh, God forbid something happens to to Glover or Jan Blahovitz, and he gets, the, he gets to a title fight, or if that fight goes through, that Yuri can still wait until he gets his own shot. But yeah, it it would seem strange, though. I don't know how long uh, Yuri Prohashka can wait, right? I mean, it would be like... What, when did he actually fight? Hold on, let me check quick here.
3: Um, so, I think it was like... Was it like it? Was it February, March? Was it that long? He
4: fought in May. May, okay. So pretty far back. And then when is the actual? When is the light heavyweight title fight? October thirtieth. October. So he's waiting till October,
3: and then what's only five to- months? That's that's like half of what he waited for his second fight sure
4: and then he has to wait but then he has to wait again to whatever happens with that fight right it's it's a lot of waiting it's a lot of like i said he's he's used to waiting i think now he's at the point in his career where he he wants to pick fights and wait and just take the big fights that's a lot of waiting so i don't think it's crazy to 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 pick him versus smith but um yeah i think the number one choice is, is if he
3: can wait he should wait yep and then he suggests Iwan uh, Coutelaba versus William Knight. Listen, I like William Knight a lot. I, I like the man. He's a <laughs> he new fellow, New Englander. He's a great interview. Once he opens up, he's got a crazy story. But you can't do this. He just you can't. He just knocked out Fabio Charant. Like, and you're gonna give him Iwan Coutelaba? Come on, mm-hmm. come mm-hmm.
4: on. Yeah, it's not time yet. Light heavyweight's wonky though. It's wonky.
3: Owen Carroll, he's, jeez, a lot of picks here. Some good ones. Uh, Hannah Goldie versus Gina Mazzani. Yeah. Carlson Harris versus Jeremiah Wells. Good grief. That's Mm -hmm. a crazy fight. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield, he's throwing her right into the fire against Shajara Eubanks. Uh, I think they trained together. I think they trained together, though. Uh, Henzo Gracie? I think they train yeah. I think they're both uh Yeah,
4: if they're both if they're both hens, yeah, they might be Hens and Gracie people, so might not have
3: Montel Jackson, Kyler Phillips, that's fun. Uh Zurong versus Luis Peña. Uh, oh. Raquel Pennington versus Caitlin Vieira. If she wins, I'm having trouble matchmaking for her. Uh, mm-hmm. And Enchugi versus Kamer. Is Kamer still in the UFC? Oh no, he did I think I think so. Is he, he not? did he win his last fight? I think you Because I,
4: I also saw that suggestion. I'm pretty sure he won his last
3: fight. Well, you look that up. Uh, Buckley versus Murdoff. Whew, that's a tough fight, man. Uh, Manus versus Kenny. I like that one. Sarukyan versus. Oh, no.
4: Kamer, Kamer, Kamer lost a split nod to uh, Mariano.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if he's still on the roster. I think he. I think he might have been one of the released fighters. Uh, Manus versus Kenny. Fine. Uh, Sarukyan versus Hooker. Nazareth winner or Hooker if Hooker can't fight next week. Lipsky versus Miranda Maverick. I think that's a little too high. Kutalaba versus Span. And we'll end it with that. Uh, John Ray says, "Remind me to not disrespect Lionheart." I think that's a message for everybody right now, especially especially me. Yes. He likes Pennington versus Kunitskaya, uh, another Buckley Al Hassan pick. Mainus versus Montel Jackson, Serukian versus Fajeda, Lipsky versus Gian Kim. Another Kutalaba night. This is insane. Uh, <laughs> and he likes Anthony Smith versus the Tiago Santos Johnny Walker winner. Uh, Sean, our friend Conwizzle ninety one. Hey, Mike Smith, look great tonight. I don't hate the Rackets rematch, but I like to see. How Magomed versus Ozdemir and Craig versus Gustafson, if they rebook that plays out, and see Smith versus either Craig or Magomedov, should they win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iwan versus Span makes sense. Armand versus Fajeda, Lipsky versus Tyler Santos. I think that's a little too high. Santos is fighting Roxanne Modafari. If memory serves it correctly. I think so. Uh, Manus versus Andre Ewell. Fine. Buckley versus Fluffy. Crazy fight. Fluffy has a fight booked. Uh, and another for Pennington Kunitskaya, Evan Rodriguez, check, check your bookings. Check come your on, baby. Tapology, Tapology. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, Carlson Harris versus Mickey Gall grapplers delight. And they both hmm. showed good hands in their respective last votes. Yeah, that's fine. What's Carlson is Carlson Harris. He's shown mostly
4: striking in the UFC so far, right? I yeah. actually not familiar with this pre UFC stuff. Is he, he's, is he come, he comes from a grappling background. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Like, the guy's really be, good. He can do it all. Are we talking like BJJ black belts, or I believe so. Well, I know so little about Carlson because again, I've only seen his UFC stuff. So he's only I'm fought like, oh, for like gotta...
3: eleven seconds in
4: two fights. As I, I was gonna say, I would have thought he's a kickboxer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know. Um, there you go. I know nothing about Carlson. I apologize, Carlson Harris.
3: Uh, Nate Manis versus Ronnie Lawrence, like that fight. Giagos versus Joel Alvarez, uh, Jackson Barcelos in a winner gets ranked fight. Hannah mm-hmm. Goldie versus Jasmine Jazdevizius. Who just got a contract? That, you know, my, that, that's a good my fight. My fellow Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I actually, like, I think that's that's the right fight to make right there for Jazz DeVizius. Uh Chris London chiming in. He likes Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes.
4: What was the other suggestion before? Q to lo- oh, Wait, wait. Smith versus, what was the one before? What was the Reyes suggestion before? Inchugui. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Smith Reyes is the second most popular Smith pick I saw this uh, in my suggestions.
3: Yeah, uh, Paul Craig, mm-hmm. uh, Sarukian versus Hackparast. If Hooker can't make it, right? Manus versus Stamen. Uh, Rong Jurong versus Rick Glenn or Ricky Glenn, excuse me. I know you love that one so much, A.K. Uh, I've
4: learned to live with it. I
3: learned to live it. he's a grown man; <laughs> he can make his own choices. Devin Clark versus Darren Stewart. Darren Stewart, of course, no longer with the UFC, so we can't make yes. that fight, but I get what you're saying because he said yes. Devin Clark versus the credit, dentist. Uh,
4: I'll, yeah, I'll credit that joke now. to. Uh, so I'm sure several people made it. But Michael Conifray said that. He said, <laughs> Bisming said, Devin Clark needs to see a dentist after the fight, so I guess he'll be fighting Darren Stewart next. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, Dustin Gedko also sent me that same joke. So there you go, guys. You've got your odd-no-joke uh, point, all right, which is worth nothing,
3: by the way. And London said, uh, Chris London said, Montel Jackson versus Trevin Jones. Montel's way ahead of him. Sorry. Can't make that fight. Uh, Poppy underscore Bryant. Didn't want to pick for everyone on here. So just chose a couple. Uh, he likes the Hulk versus the loser of Jamal Hill versus Jimmy Crute. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild card pick, Michelle Pajeda versus Chidi uh, Injokwian- Injokwani.
4: Oh Sorry, that was Njokwani versus who?
3: Michelle Pajeda.
4: Why? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, this, oh this is just a contender series. Contender series, yeah. Sure, sure,
3: sure. Uh, our friend Francesco from Italy. Let's see. He likes Kuchalaba versus Nikita Krylov. Lipsky versus Aldrich. Uh, Manus versus Normaga Buckley mm-hmm. versus Marc-Andre Barrio. I actually, that's about right. Yeah, it could be fun. Uh, Harris versus Gall. Another one. Pennington versus Julia Avila.
4: That'd be a huge step off for Avila. Oh my goodness!
3: Yeah, I, I think Julia
4: needs another win before she gets. Pennington, because like Pennington's like in my rankings. Iver like, I think in our in our MMA fighting, it's like top five. I think in our MMA fighting rankings. So is she that I don't. Know, uh, I, 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 I know. I, 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 I think she high. is in my rankings. Maybe not. Maybe not in the consensus. But uh,
3: I'm gonna end with Tristan Gourdet, Henry Terry. Hey, Mike. We're on to the next one. Srutkyan versus Gillespie. Buckley versus Gerald Mearshart. I think Mirshar has a fight, but I haven't been able to confirm this fight because it's against a guy I don't really know much about. Yeah, yeah
4: I saw that. Some, new, some newcomer, right?
3: Yeah. Blanchfield just versus newcomer. Gian Kim. That seems fine. Uh, Tristan Gordette always likes to bring the thunder. Main card, Iwan Kutalaba versus J- Dustin Jacoby. Let's just do the rematch and just declare a winner. I got no issue with that. I know people still want to see that one again, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, likes, nice. he likes Sarukyam versus Matush Gamrot.
4: Gamrot is booked, I believe. Is he? Yes, I will. He is. Already? Oh, by the way, uh, Pennington Pennington is seventh in our consensus rankings. So, I don't know where I got four from. Maybe the UFC rankings? And I think they're uh, teammates. Oh, no, Gamrot's not booked. I'm sorry. I was getting Gamrot confused with someone in a totally different weight class with a vaguely similar name. So, just forget what I just said.
3: <laughs> uh, Gamrot, and I think they both train at ATT now. If uh, I could but be wrong. it's one of those big camps, right? It's one of those big camps. Yeah. Big, big, yeah. big. I mean, there we go. A couple sharks. In the big pond, uh, another oh, Buckley. I was, getting,
4: I was getting confused with Gamzatov. I'm sorry, okay. Gamzatov. Gamzatov, <laughs> Gamzatov is. I'm
3: sorry. Uh, another Buckley Alasan. Uh, Miles Johns versus Nate Manus. I like that fight. Uh, wild card. Jackson Barcelos. Carlson Harris versus Jeremiah Wells. I I I, I think Carlson Harris Jeremiah Wells is a tr- is a terrific fight. I'm seeing it. I see it. Over to you, AK. All right. Well, uh, again, so
4: as we as you uh, covered some of these most popular picks, Smith versus Rakic, the no brainer. Uh, Smith versus Reyes was pretty close, though. I did I did see a lot of Smith versus Reyes support, and uh, both for him and Kuchelaba, uh There was some sentiment of like some those two guys against some mixture of uh, Tiago Santos, Johnny Walker on October second, either winner or loser, and uh, Jimmy Crute and Jamal Hill on December fourth, winner or loser. So. So, uh, Santos, uh, sorry, Smith and Qtulaba might have to wait until later in the year and might end up getting one of these guys, if not, uh, the names we just previously mentioned. So, um, yeah, Cutelaba response response Span, a really powerful pick that was mine as well. Uh, I'm going to try something different here and just read out Spiel's comments to go along with these consensus picks because I might not get to the readers, uh, listeners themselves. Uh, UFC report says two light heavyweight sluggers going at it. Doesn't get out of the first round. Faceoff would be insane. Give me all of this. So, uh, People trying to ruin my Cortez Aldrich uh, matchup. They want Lipsky versus Tracy Cortez. The, the, uh, so that would be, you know, that's fine. Uh Sarukian versus Gillespie was the most proper pick for uh Sarukian by far. I saw a lot of those. Uh, as far as and also again, sarukian versus Hooker slash prost is just such a confused situation. So uh, Hayes with third says sarukian versus Hooker, regardless of what happens with the fight with prost win, lose, cancellation, he says it should be next for Hooker, which I kind of agree with. Uh that there's he says there's some heat there. Hooker, I still think probably should fight down, barring a dominant, down in the rankings, I think he means, barring a dominant showing if it happens at all. And it is just enough of a test for Armin that it isn't too far up the rankings, but still a challenge. I, I agree. That's why I think I'm, I'm, I liked uh, Saru sort of campaigning for this one. Uh, Manis, yeah, I saw I saw Ahoy uh, Arce, Trevin Jones, Brian Kelleher, uh, Buckley versus Al Hassan. Everybody wants it, except for Mike Heck, apparently. Um, Pennington, I saw Sarah McMahon. It was the, was the, big, uh, the big popular Pennington pick. Zhu, uh, people are saying just rebook the fight with Dakota Bush that was supposed to happen on Saturday. Blanchfield, Melissa Gatto was another popular one, and uh, you got a lot of Harris versus um, uh, 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 Jeremiah Wells. I got a lot of Harris versus Court McGee. Wow, That's several Harris versus Court McGees. Um, so a little bit of a step up, a veteran. You know, as far as veteran goes, but I, not like an unwinnable fight. But that would be really tough. That'd be really tough for Cross Harris for his like third UFC fight. So. Um I don't know, people are hiding him. Yeah, I, I mean I'm fine with that match. I think that's a good test. I only got one email from Robert Miller. Uh and one he had he wrote a good thing about uh, this possible Smith versus Paul Craig match Paul Craig uh, matchup. He says, Hear me out on this. He says Anthony Smith has made around nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars from his last three fights, and all these fights were against guys who are not top ten caliber. He's made a ton of money without really being challenged in these fights with jobbers this is robert miller's wording not mine calling his opponents jobbers uh paul craig is a great fighter but right? i could see this being another easy payday for smith oh and it's dissing craig too uh over a matchup with say uh rockets so th- this is one of several people who kind of um tried to find ways around a smith rocket rematch so uh harsh for all of anthony smith's opponents and paul craig but uh, thank you robert miller for the email on instagram Mike, I don't know if you know about this. We just got a question from Brandon Haley. He's—he's. He's are the fans going to need to be fully vaccinated to attend UFC 268 at Madison Square Garden? Yes. Um,
3: yes. Th- that is New York in general. And then okay. any kids, I believe, under the age of 12, uh, since obviously they can't be vaccinated, uh, they have to show a negative COVID test over like that the 48 to 72 hours before that. Um, so yeah, that's what they got to do. And as our colleague and good friend, Ariel Hawani reported, cause SmackDown was just at MSG not too long <laughs> ago. They just pulled the biggest gate in the history of SmackDown. So the fans are going to be there. They're going to come out mm-hmm. for this thing. So I don't think it's going to slow that down. And then one of the things other people were concerned about and Michael Chandler sort of references on the May hours, as did Ariel, that the fighters are not, on that same wavelength, hmm. the athletes, the performers—they do not need to provide any Vax results. They just show up, and they just have to pass COVID tests. I'm sure the the, the basically the layout, of the lay of the land, will be exactly the same as if they were doing it in Vegas or Texas or Florida or wherever else they're Shh. doing it.
4: Please, no COVID outbreak. I don't want to lose any of those big fights. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope everyone stays smart and safe. And hopefully just gets vaccinated, but if they don't, again, you know, fingers crossed, they just don't get it. Uh, Michael Conifrey coming in with, uh, you're talking about throwing Aaron Blanchfield into the deep end. He just says throwing Blanchfield with with uh, Alexis Davis. That's, like, I'm not saying she can't win that fight, but that's exactly the kind of fight I want to avoid for Aaron Blanchfield right now. Alexis Davis is a really good grappler. Um She's not a bad stand-up fighter either. I don't be able to think people to realize how big the experience gap is between Alexis Davis and Aaron Blanchfield. Like the level of competition they fought. I would pick Davis in that fight. I'm sure Blanchfield would be favored. I absolutely would pick Alexis Davis in that fight. I don't like that at all. Um, Blanchfield's a future title contender. Let's just be sensible here, people. Um, Montel Jackson versus Kyler Phillips. That's a f- crazy fight. I like yeah. that one. They're not like okay. Yeah, I was gonna say they're not like friends or anything. Uh, I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. Uh, that's a great matchup. And Chukwe versus uh, Jacob Malkoon If and Chukwe goes back to middleweight, do we know if his move up to two hundred five is permanent?
3: I th- I don't know if it's permanent, but it's it, just based on what they were saying on the broadcast. I think the cut to one eighty five. It just seemed like a lot. It just seemed like a big cut, and there's no need. There's no need for him. He's a massive 205 fiver. I, I think he doesn't have bad reach either. I think like
4: I think like less than most light heavyweights, but for I think he had really good reach for a middleweight, So I guess it's
3: kind of it's kind of okay. He can kind of survive up there. He was ragged on Mike Rodriguez. He was yeah. landing all the shots. He was. He did look smaller. He Won though. all the clinch exchanges. He's he shorter, small. but he's he's short, but he's super strong, man. Yes, he's very. He's got one of those tree trunk bodies, so it's like. <laughs>
4: I don't – yeah, I can understand the cut to 185 just not being fun. So um, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, Malcun would be a great matchup at 185. But I guess his 185 days might be over. Uh, Carlos Torres, Buckley Cazeres, had some good suggestions I really like. Lipsky versus Manon Fioro. This is more, I think, for Manon. I think if you're trying to build her up. I don't know if I like it so much for Lipsky. I feel like a lot of people are maybe already slotting Lipsky into this gatekeeper role, which, again, I would remind people she's only 27 years old. I think she's as much of a still developing fighter as a lot of these
3: um, people they're matching her up with. Yeah, but she's um, fighting. She's already got a fight. Oh, if you who, She's fighting Saturday. Fighting Saturday against uh, Myra Bueno Silva, UFC 266. What? This is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tapology, AK. Love uh, your friend ah,
4: uh, Carlos, we, 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 we messed up together. This is my fault. Uh, MMA has, uh, given the auto uh, no point earlier, uh, and they always come in with good matchups. Uh, Lof, uh, Lipsky versus, uh, Jian Kim and Chukwe versus Kamer. So they go out of Kamer must still be around. Uh, Montel Jackson versus, uh, Syed Jakub Jakub, I've really got to stop overpronouncing that name. Uh, um, I, I think, I think Montel's a bit uh, above that fight right now. Um, with respect to say, who I think is, a, is going to be, uh, again, a, another killer at 135. Uh Carlson Harris versus Danny Roberts. Again, I think uh, MMA heads like me maybe thinks uh, Liz Lukan Harris is a stand-up guy. So that's that kind of matchup. Gustavo Lopez versus, they just want me to pronounce his name, uh, Zviad Lazishvili, who uh, has not had a chance to debut in the UFC yet. I think they were supposed to fight and then uh, there was some, some some sort of setback. Alateng Hailey versus Mara Batista and Hannah Goldie versus the Góñez, Godinez, excuse me, Sam Hughes winner. October 9th. There's so some nice cuts there. And Matt Brad, uh These are my Instagram guys. I don't know if I to specify that. Matt Bradbury also coming in. Always coming in with good ones. Uh, Goldie versus Gian Kim. Uh, Harris versus Jeremiah Wells. There you go. Uh, Zurong versus uh, Dakota Bush. Is that the one that we were... Did I already mention that? Oh, wait, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the one that I just rebooked. It. And, uh, and Chukwe versus Roundtree. Buckley versus... <laughs> Buckley versus uh, Vieta. uh No. Why do we want to see Buckley face a grappler? What is it? What? Is it? Come on, Matt Bradbury. No. That's not... <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. Uh, Main is for or Megomeda, Kutalava versus Minifield. There you go, Mike. And then uh, a couple of Bellator picks. He just says, "Stone some rematches out there." Uh, how do you feel with these, Mike? Uh, Phil Davis versus Rumble Johnson two, and Yoel Romero versus Machida two.
3: Um, I don't even want to book a fight for Anthony Johnson right now because we have no idea what's happening. Yes, fair point. Um, and we already made the matchup for Yoel Romero on the post-fight show. It's Big Tuna versus Yoel, or Yoel versus Jake Paul. Only if they do a 24-hour table interview with Ariel
4: before. Him. This is true. This yeah. These are both better options than him rematching Machida. All right, fair enough. But thank you, Brad, Brad Matt, uh, Bradbury, for the Bell picks. On Twitter, someone tagged us both at many Magic Mart uh, saying, just like like they said, like I said before, Yan will be champ. I want him versus Gillespie or RDA or. If Hak Brass can't fight due to the uh due to the sad tragedy, he can fight Hooker. Sad tragedy, uh Nazareth Hawk Brass' mother recently passed away, so I don't think that was uh, going to affect his fight, but um RDA is sure... fighting uh Makachev, you crazy. Le- I, I, I listen, I'm just uh, I'm just relaying Mighty Magic Mars message here. He's very high on Sarukian, clearly just wants some uh yeah. wants a big not as high as the last, I'm the tease, the last one I'm going to read, by the way, the last <laughs> other, uh, matchup I'll read. Uh, Steven Brighter uh, uh, Rongju versus Luigi Vendramini. Lipsky versus McMahon too. I really like this one, and this was almost my pick for Lipsky. Sure. Yeah. The only thing is, I guess they're both kind of just rebounded from uh, lost uh, losing streaks, so I don't know if you'd want to just necessarily throw them in there again, but... Um, because i feel like one of them would then be like losers of three in their last four and the ufc would consider cutting them which is ridiculous so i want to see that fight again with a guarantee that neither fighter is in danger of being cut because that could be a, a really good rematch uh brayden o'neill just with some excellent picks here um nate manis versus uh in versus maxime grishan montel jackson versus hallian paiva jackson probably higher than him but i think that'd be a great fight and carlson harris versus michelle uh prazeres Jake Saki wants a uh, uh, quick versus, uh, say, Nurmagomedov. And Sarukian versus Dariush. And I want to read what Jake had to say about this. Because um, I don't agree with it. I, I, I think Dariush should be waiting for a big fight. But he says, just hear me out. The only fighter Arman has lost to is Islam, who after he beats RDA will be highly ranked. Arman is one of the most complete fighters, as is Benil. Definitely a top 10 talent. And if Benil beats him... He should get a title shot if Armin wins, gives him the Chandler uh, Gaethje loser. I don't think Benil should have to fight Sarukian to get a title shot. I think he's done more than enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I want to see that. But uh, thank you, Jake Salki. Kevin Dwyer, Blanchfield versus Bocopio. Yes, this is more, thank you guys, more logical. Uh, uh, Zhu Rong versus... I keep mispronouncing this guys' name. I'm going to go with Zhu for now on. Zhu versus uh, Jai Herbert and Sirukian. Uh Kevin Dwyer says he wants to see Sarukian versus the uh, Riddell Faziv winner. And then he says, and just constantly rebook these three for the rest of time. So I don't know what he means. if He wants to lock them in sort of a no exit style, three people stuck in a room. Uh, hell is other people situation. But uh, I, I'm cool. I guess that's a very creative. That's a very creative thought there. So, Kevin, I don't know if that's the direction you were going in. Marcus McGee, he calls this the Otno, the... Uh, Pissed off Lionheart edition. Yeah, it certainly, <laughs> certainly was. Uh Smith versus Ankalaya, win or lose versus Volkan Uzdemir. That's right there fighting. Uh, Goldie versus as you mentioned before, Jasu DeVicious At either 125 or 115. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um and Chukwe versus the Negomarianu. Marianu, Villanueva winner, October twenty
3: third. Mainus versus Smolka. Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean Callaher, yeah. Smolka, both those fights are fine.
4: I don't know if you're confident on this. one. I can't remember if you got this one. Uh, Jackson versus Timur Valiev.
3: I did not get that one. Valiev, I believe, was booked uh, against Daniel Santos, who is making his UFC debut. And I think Valiev is out of the fight. And now Marcelo mm. Rojo is fighting Santos now. Okay. Okay.
4: Uh, so status of Valiev for the near future unknown. Then um, Pennington versus the Tate Vieta winner, October sixteenth. Possible Pennington Tate rematch. Uh, and then
3: Vieta would be a fresh matchup. How you feel about that?
4: Um, uh, I don't think Tate would want to fight Pennington again
3: yet. I think she'd love to get that one back at some point, but yeah. Um, I mean, to I, I just I think in her eyes, it wasn't like an even playing field fight because Tate had one foot out the door. So I'd kind of like to sure, see what happened, sure. but yeah. That the Pennington that showed up on Saturday. When she's on, man, she's very tough to beat. She yeah. is, she's very strong. She's super athletic, and she can slow fights down. And she showed really good boxing in that fight. Like her striking got she really did. good. So it looked good. It'd be an interesting fight. This this version of Pennington is a tough out at one thirty five. She could very, I could see Raquel Pennington being a Caitlin Chekagian esque kind of bantamweight, where she just she's not going to be fighting for the title anytime soon as long as Amanda Nunes is the champion but I could see Pennington slowing down a lot of surges the way she is if she you know if she can keep on going keep fighting the way that she has and, and stay healthy she I was really impressed with her on Saturday yeah
4: I think she's someone I mean, maybe has been for some time that a lot of uh, fighters know they have to fight her to get to the top like three top four top five and really do not want to <laughs> she does not she does not look like a fun person to fight at all Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2 says Montel Jackson versus Miles Johns I love that matchup again I think Jackson may be a bit further ahead in the rankings so we might not see that soon but I'd love to see that in the future someday Uh, Hayes the third what did Hayes have to say here that I said was so important um Oh, he loved the way I described the Clark Kuchelaba stare down. Yeah, people still, again, I know the fight's past now. If you have not watched the stare down between Devin Clark and, and Yuwan Kuchelaba, please watch it. I, I was happy to describe it. Thank you, Hayes, for the, the compliment, but uh, I cannot do it justice. I cannot do it justice. One of, the, one of the best stare downs, best, most awkward stare downs I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Hayes is also pushing the hashtag, all draws should be run back. He's been doing this. Uh, he's done this before, and he's also advocating again to see Kuchelaba and Jacoby again. And uh, Lopez versus Alatang Highly. So, all draws should be run back. I don't know, guys. It's not a catchy hashtag, but it could be a movement that uh, people might want to get behind. Um, some of those other picks I liked. Uh, and Chukwe versus the uh, Oluksaychuk, oh, Gamzatov loser, uh, October 30th. I just want to mention that. So, tell people I know the difference between Gamzatov and Gamrot. Uh, Pennington versus Pena, if slash when she loses to Nunez. I actually like that a lot, if only because it's someone in the top 10. She hasn't fought, but let's not assume anything. Um, with the Peña Nunez fight. Jackson versus Nathaniel
3: Wood. Yep, I'm fine with that. I thought yeah, about that one.
4: Yeah. Uh, let me jump to Thomas Collins. By the way, guys, I'm not reading everyone's picks, but I keep track of all your picks. So don't worry. I, if I don't read it, I, I got you. I got you. Thomas Collins. Uh, Saru Kyan versus Diego Fajeda. I like that one a lot. And Carlston Harris versus Chaos
3: Williams. <sighs> Give it to me. I like it. Yeah. That's that's just where is, fun. Chaos
4: Williams. Chaos Williams. Where, where is he? what's
3: going on he just fought
4: not too long ago right my memory is the worst how long how recently we talking oh june oh that was so long ago (laughs) that's three months ago that's that's a whole season ago um oren sleepwalker span versus dustin jacoby i would love i'd love to see that it'd be a lot of fun barry o'reilly i think good magic here again this is good sensible blanchfield matchmaking uh blanchfield versus ashley evan smith yes jackson versus uh denis bondar poor bondar has had two fights fall out in 2021 i think he had i don't think he's debuted in the ufc yet um ta- very talented guy and uh hopefully he gets uh to fight but i think jackson would be a nightmare uh, ufc debut matchup. <laughs> that's not how you want your first year. that'd be again like maybe a short notice thing like jp bays did that's the only way he gets that fight um I should say, Barry Riley's being very cheeky here, a lot with uh, several people who are either recently signed and they just have not made their debut. Uh, Rongju versus Ignacio Bahamondes, great fight. Pennington versus Aldana too, yes. And Chukwe versus... <laughs> I have to read this one. And Chukwe versus Adachi uh, at Lundjambula. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you saw Big E uh, recently won the WWE Championship, which I was very excited about. In Boston. In Boston. Oh, of course you knew. And then... Uh, <laughs> Biggie is very famous for a promo where he said like he wants to watch like Brock Lesnar or like <laughs> Goldberg wrestle like Brock Lesnar or something like that. He's like, this is what I like to see in wrestling. Big, many men, big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it just like he does. But Bear O'Reilly is saying uh, Tifon and Chukwe versus <laughs> Talchia Lanjambula would be the MMA version of big meaty men slapping meat. So um, <laughs> there you go. Great pick, Bear O'Reilly. He just wants me to pronounce his name. Joaquin Buckley versus Renat Fakratinov. I think that's. I'm pretty sure I got it. Uh, Again, a guy who has not debuted in the UFC yet, but was signed earlier this year. And uh, I actually have no problem with that. I actually do think that'd be an exciting matchup. But that's so out of left field. Barry, I see. I see you trying to trip us up. All right. Uh, Liam Perry, Devin Clark, William Knight. There you go. Again, William Knight. People, you know, people see it's uh, good, ma- good matchups for him. And light heavyweights thin. I don't know. Uh, Nate Maness versus Miles Johns Four Corner Sports NY Why versus Vince Bucchel. I actually really like this matchup. I do think it's. I know uh, people think he probably ragdoll Bucchel, which is possible. But again, Bucchel is a very respectable veteran. Uh, he's beaten a lot of tough competition. Uh, I'm in, I'm okay with it. I don't know how you feel about that one. <laughs>
3: There's just no reward for Armand Sarukian to fight Vince Pichel. It's a it's a tough matchup against a really tough guy who is doesn't go away. He just doesn't go away. And a win over Vince Pachel, especially being a ranked fighter in your second fight as a ranked fighter, it literally does nothing for him. It is like the risk reward, it's just so much more risk than there is reward. I think Getting that, like, like had he won a decision, had he gone out there and won a 30 27 and just dominated but didn't do anything like overly exciting, yes. Give him Vince Pacel, keep being like, dude, get finishes and we'll give you bigger fights. Throw him in there with the Vince Pacels of the world. But going out there and starching a dude in two and a half minutes, especially a guy who was on a three fight winning streak, he did what he needed to do to yeah. get a top 15 matchup. So, yeah. well, again, decision, yes. But the way he went out there and did exactly what the UFC and what everybody wanted him to do, I think he's beyond Vince Pichelle right now. Yeah,
4: that is that is making a statement, as the kids say. Um, uh, Denny Caps wants to see me take on Anthony Smith on the A-side. Uh, oh, so he says fighter versus writer, A-side edition. I think he means like between the links. We don't really do the A-side anymore. <laughs> um, between the links, Anthony Smith versus A. Kaylee. I would l- I have not had the chance to talk to Anthony Smith in a long time. Uh, he's a great interview. Uh, and I would love to go head to head with him, though I think that might be the first between the links that like doesn't go to the fifth round. I might be finished in like the first or second, <laughs> and then <laughs> she might just be at Smith talking for us the, the time. Uh, and I love he suggested uh, Goldie Hannah Goldie versus Ariane Carnelosi if uh, Carnalosi beats Estela Nunez on October 16th. We mentioned the nchukwe uh, uh matchup before. I had to be very careful with my wording here, but this would be the the uh, this would almost be the women's version of that. If you wanted to talk about physiques, to like. Hannah Goldie and uh, Ariane Carnalosi would be like the way the face-offs and weigh-ins would just be insane Yeah, and I would feel I would feel very out of shape uh, seeing, <laughs> seeing those two face-off, but that would be awesome <laughs> That would be so awesome and uh, I'll close with our man our man in Denmark toke Gerding Jensen who? Uh, he kind of sums up how I felt he said it was a night of fights I'm not gonna say it was amazing because it was not but there were fights, which is cool <laughs> I guess <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Look, the Danish are very <laughs> understated people. All right. so Thank you, Tok. Tok. Uh, I like uh, Sp- Spanvers versus Roundtree. He says Buckley versus Dusko Todorovic. I don't know. That's a bit out of left field. But he really got me with... <laughs> he says, of course, it's time for a ranked fighter for Armand Sarukian. You're both going to hate me for this.
3: Oh, no. I know what he's doing.
4: You know what he's doing. Sarukian's next challenge should be... Uh, the the man who was the meme of the week uh, this this week, Michael, uh, Tony Al-Kakui Ferguson.
3: I don't hate it. Stop I don't it. hate it. Stop it. Listen, if he's gonna stick around and fight, like this is the these are the kinds of fights that he has to take. Like he's he's not fighting Islam. He's not fighting. I mean, that ship has sailed. If they were gonna do it, they should have done it immediate. Like right after, right after Islam's went over. Uh, over Tiago Moises, you book that fight right away. It's it's gone now. Like that fight has has sailed. So Tony Ferguson's gonna have to fight a guy on the back end of the top fifteen or a guy outside of the like barely on the cusp of the top fifteen right now. So it ain't gonna get any easier. It's just gonna get more difficult for Tony Ferguson. So if they made that fight, I got no problem with it. Mike, this
4: is like this is why you're not getting mic checked anymore because you're entertaining lunatics like <laughs> Tok Girding Jensen. We have got to put our foot down. We, we have got to close the gates to the savages who are just throwing out these crazy matchups.
3: No. Go up to also, 170 and fight Nate. Go up to 170 and fight sure. these guys up there and well, get these sort of legend fights because you're not going to yes. get him at 55. Yeah, You'll get him at yeah. 70. Yeah. Well, uh, well Toki, Tokyo were half
4: right. Uh, I hated it. But <laughs> Mike
3: apparently says... I don't like it.
4: I don't yes, like it, it but it makes sense. It. You don't hate It's an option for uh, Tony Ferguson. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's it for this week, guys. Amazing picks as always. Uh, again, you can reach me at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter. Slide right into those DMs uh, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram at Alex. Oh, sorry, not Alex. Alex. Lee at SBNation.com for email. Hit me up on any of those guys. Mike?
3: Best way to do it is the way you've been doing it. DM me on Instagram, M underscore heck You can also find me on Twitter at Mike heck underscore. JR and that'll do it. UFC Vegas. Actually, actually oh, Mike, can we do
4: a quick special segment? I'm sorry. I should have. I didn't mean to spring this on you. Can oh, we do a well, special, quick, special segment. Yes. I call this. It's a, a work in progress. The name. Let's call this the last match and we'll, we'll debut it this week because we had a couple of fighters who retired this week who, if they stick to their retirements, this is the, maybe the last time we ever see them in MMA. Everyone knows we're talking about Joseph Benavidez. Uh, Carlos Condit. So, uh, Carl, I, I think Condit's name has popped up more on our show than Benavidez. I don't know. I don't recall Benavidez popping up um, as often. I think Condit, uh, definitely someone we saw a lot of potential matchups. A lot of people want to see, uh, you know, run it back with Robbie Lawler, um, run it back with Nick Diaz. A lot of legends matchups for him. So, but guys, they're officially, I think, shutting the door on them for matchmaking purposes. I know. I, I don't think anyone missed this news. So, uh, happy trails. Happy trails to two of the most entertaining high level uh w- almost universally liked fighters again i don't know almost anyone really who's interviewed them or worked with them um that has like a poor word to say about them so uh that's that this is the last match for these guys um until uh you know hopefully hopefully they're on to better things and not uh not bare knuckle boxing or fight circus that's uh...
3: <laughs> yes uh well said <laughs> I, I i approve of said segment Mm. Uh, and there's a couple of other names we should probably throw in there as well. Nice. Luke Sanders announced yes, his retirement, I, 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 so happy I, 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 trails I, 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 to I, him. Luke
4: Sanders, yeah, UFC veteran. He's he he he, had us, he put his time in in there. He put his time in in there.
3: Yep. And uh, a big shout out to another former UFC veteran. Uh, and ended his career a two division CES champion. Matt Bissette announced his retirement. I, I did not know that. Yes, after his uh inverted oh. triangle armbar. Slick-ass submission win over <laughs> Ryan De La Cruz uh, at CES 64. He announced his retirement right after that, dropped the gloves and said, Excellent. I've done everything I need to do. So good on Matt Bissette. Matt Bissette, one of the first people in the sport to give me an opportunity wow. uh, to interview him uh, when he was with Bellator at the time. He was just rolling through. And this is a guy who for y- missed so many years just kept winning fights and finishing fights, and everyone's wondering, when is this guy going to get his shot? When is this guy going to get his shot? Goes on the Contender Series, gets finished by Kurt Holubow, another guy who we were like, when is he going to get his chance to get back <laughs> to the UFC? Yeah, yeah. And then Bissett gets his shot at UFC Boston, goes 0-2 in a couple of really competitive fights, and goes on, ends his career the way that he wanted to. And then Carlos Condit, I mean, good Lord, AK. You, you know how, like, we, we throw – when certain fighters, you see him, and you're just like, that dude is about that life. When I saw Carlos Condit fight for WBC the first time, I was like, that dude is about that life. And I was <laughs> hooked, immediately hooked Special. on Carlos Condit. Yeah, uh,
4: so, uh, yeah, Matt Bissette, I didn't know, going out on top, that's always great to hear. And and for all these guys, for Carlos Condit, Joseph Benavidez, Luke Sanders, and Matt Bissette, look, if we see them fight again someday, great. You know, we welcome them back with open arms, but... Uh, hopefully these are MMA retirements that stick and these guys are able to move on to the next stage of their lives with uh, with their health mostly intact and uh, And any news we hear from them in the future is, is nothing but good news about their you know their their uh,
3: business and, and personal endeavors Well said so UFC Vegas 37 in the books at least from a matchmaking perspective Join us next week because we got a big show everybody we got a big show in fact Which is something I didn't even know until Brandon Fitzgerald mentioned it on the card on Saturday We're going to be here for the next nine weeks.
5: Woo!
3: Last night, or Saturday night, was the first of ten consecutive Saturdays for the UFC. So we're not going to be taking a break anytime soon. So stick with us, get excited, because next week, the UFC is back on pay-per-view. UFC 266, exciting card, three five-round fights, two title fights, headlined by Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. Valentina Shevchenko defends her flyaway title against Lauren Murphy. I know a lot of people just feel like Valentina is just going to go in there and just steamroll Lauren Murphy. I think Lauren is, I'm not going to say she's a live dog, but I think she, I think she gives Valentina a little bit of a tougher fight than people think. Um, She's just a, she likes to make fights dirty and grimy. I think that's, I think Valentina will win. I'm not going to go crazy, but I feel like Lauren is going to be more competitive than people think. Of course, the rematch, 17 years in the making, Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz, <clears throat> five rounds, non-title. Only the second time this has happened in UFC history. And we got Curtis Blades versus Jarzinyo Rosenstrike. Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. Huge fight for Cynthia Calvillo. I feel like if she wins, she could get a title shot, despite coming off of a loss to Caitlin ChuKagan in her previous fight. Featured prelim: Marlon Moraes versus Marab DeWolfe Willie. Wow. Holy cow! That is a crazy fight. Hopefully, we get Dan Hooker versus Nazrat, Hakparas, Shamil Abdurrahimov versus Chris Dawkis, Roxanne Mottaferri, Tyler Santos, Manon Fioro versus Myra Bueno Silva. We'll see the UFC debut of Diaz protege, Nick Maximoff, taking mm-hmm. on Carl Roberson, Euros Medic, taking on Jalen Turner, Matthew Semmelsberger versus Martin Sano, and kicking things off, at least as it appears right now. Omar Morales taking on Jonathan Pierce uh, in the featherweight division, and that's uh, a it's a pretty fun card, AK. Ooh, that's
4: some nice early prelims? Some nice early prelims.
3: Yeah, so we have a nice long night ahead of us, and uh, we're excited for it. I'm I'm very excited for this card. A.K. This is Vol- it's you said this is the year of Volkanovski. This is the year that he gets yes. on everybody's radar. Speaking of yes. disrespect, you oh feel like goodness. Volkanovski might be the most underrated fighter in the sport right now.
4: I'll just say one of our panelists, a rogue panelist, you might say, who I think if anyone's been, if anyone's followed like any of our programming probably knows who this is by now. But I'm still try to maintain some element of mystery. One of our, I think our rogue panelist has like him fourth. What?
3: Am I crazy? Is that not is that not real? You keep talking about how egregious that could I'll, be while I'll, I look this up.
4: <laughs> Do you have the rankings? I'm
3: pulling it up right now.
4: I'm yeah, see, I'll I will. I'm to click away. I'm going to click away. I'm... <laughs> I, I, I believe I if you look at our featherweight rankings, someone has him behind Holloway. They do. Uh, a- AJ McKee <gasps> and Brian Ortega.
3: Oh, my Lord. This is
4: a thing. This is real. <laughs> this is real.
3: And this is the same rogue panelist who has Amanda Nunes not ranked number one at 135
4: look, pounds. I, this, this is another 45 minutes of podcasting if we get into this. So uh, <laughs> people, don't worry. This will be this will be resolved. Don't this will be
3: resolved. Yes. So, lots to look forward to next week. So, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Make sure you stay tuned to MMA Fighting throughout the week because our own Jose Youngs will be out there. There's a lot going on in Vegas because it's International Fight Week. The return of it after missing it last year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I know we're still in the middle of it, but the UFC says, we're doing International Fight Week. So, lots of festivities, the Hall of Fame, red carpet, all that stuff. So, so much UFC 266. So much discussion going on in our various programs. So, keep it locked on MMAfighting.com throughout the week. But until then, everybody, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we're going to have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One,
0: the podcast.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit.
1: bet based on amount of initial losing bet bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
3: first thing in the morning as soon as you wake up the to-do list starts